Hello, is this thing on? Check, check, one, two. Check, check. We are back, baby. We are fucking back. We are back. Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod. This is episode number 129, Saturday morning, February 11th, 2023. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's It's been over 10 months to be exact. There's a lot to catch up on and what a better time to return with a brand new episode of the pod right before Super Bowl Sunday. So here we are to all of my loyal longtime listeners. Welcome back. I hope life's been treating you well since the last time I came to you and and you listened to this podcast. To all my new listeners, welcome. So much has happened since the last episode. I have a lot to catch you up on, but the pod will indeed be back now on a regular schedule again, so I'm I'm really excited to announce that first and foremost. I'll have a lot more to say about that and and sponsorship and and stuff in the coming weeks, but this is going to be a relatively short episode because Super Bowl 57 kicks off tomorrow. And we're in the middle of a busy weekend of the sporting calendar. So I will just catch up with you all real quick, give you a little lay of the land, the state of the industry right now, and then I'll dive into the Super Bowl, let you know which side I have a position on, and give you some props that I'm on this weekend, along with some high-level strategy for Super Bowl uh, betting props. Hey, kids, it's me. I bet you thought that I was dead. But when I fell over, I just broke my leg and got a hemorrhage in my head. A little update on my end. I'm back on the other side of the counter again after I resigned from play up last March, or really around the last time I came to you all with an episode. And since that last episode of the Doggy Juice Pod, over the past 10 months, I've been working with numerous startups in the sports betting industry, uh, helping them navigate the complex rules and regulations on a state by state level, at a federal level, assisting them with strategy, compliance, and legal help, and getting their operations off the ground. And I've worked with five or five or six, geez, I can't even remember how many now, but five or six companies. Um, and it's, it's really something that I've, I've been so passionate about doing and, and, and really it's exciting work. And that experience has been very rewarding because I've been fortunate uh, enough to meet so many great minds and people in the space and, and really helping these, these awesome ideas come to life as we all continue to navigate these you know, complex changes on the, the tech requirements, the tech compliance uh, requirements and, and innovation on a state-by-state basis. So it's it's been a lot of fun, and, and I've also taken my betting to new heights since switching back to the side of the counter. I, I learned a while ago that once you reach a certain level, the issue really does become getting down and, and preserving your outs. And once your bankroll uh, grows enough, and you and you start dealing with getting limited at multiple sports books, it really becomes increasingly difficult to get down on your edge. So it becomes necessary to build a network of partners and, and in order not just to continue to thrive, but really to stay alive and continue doing things at, at the scale that you're doing it. And this is something uh, that I've learned and been fortunate enough to do, especially over the past uh, year or so, and it's allowed me to take my betting to that final level and that's something i'm definitely going to be diving into in in the coming episodes yeah baby (laughs) as for this podcast when i was at play up i i really just didn't have the time to devote 
to this as much, and my episode frequency really started to wane. I know I was doing uh, once a week. Even the first year, it was twice a week, uh, but I was at a weekly cadence for quite a while, and then play-up slowed that down, and I think I, I waited about two to three months in between episodes a few times, and after last February, um, I you know, after, uh, sorry, last March, I took an unintentional break from the pod in order just to focus on my time on other things, and and you know, I got married last June, and and really shifted my focus, starting to get my, uh, you know, my hat in the ring with all these startups. So it's been it's been a good time for me to switch things up personally. But I always knew that I wanted to come back to you all again on a regular basis with this podcast. And right now, the industry is at such an interesting place, and there's just so much to catch up on. I mean, right now, we have 36 states plus DC and Puerto Rico. And 33 of those states are up and running, with uh, Ohio launching on uh, on January 1st this year, and Massachusetts recently, uh, although they're just brick, brick and mortar, mobile still to come there. And yet, curiously, California, Florida, and Texas are still not live yet. But as I've liked to joke around on here in, in previous episodes over the years, this uh, sports betting thing's really catching on. I think uh, we can all agree on that. So um, we've come such a long way in the past five years. I mean, if you really think about it, five years ago, you could only wager it on single-game outcomes and legally in one state, and that was Nevada. And we've seen 35 other states jump on board, and, and more are coming. But with all these changes comes a lot more stakeholders in the space. And while there has, of course, been a lot of good and a lot of great progress in the space and really lifting the veil on sports betting, and, and, and really, I mean, it's amazing to think of how far we've come. Unfortunately, it's also opened the door for a lot of crap as well, a lot of loud voices leading people down the wrong path. And and it's caused some major issues, especially on the responsible gaming front. And that's really the one I want to focus a lot on uh, the most here and really in the next few episodes too, because um, we're seeing a bit of a pendulum shift there. But really, it's it's an epidemic, ladies and gentlemen. The proliferation of sports betting has given rise to so much more of the seedy snake oil shit that that's always been prevalent in, in this industry. I mean, let's, let's be real here. You know, touts have always been there and but now that it's mainstream, you get these talking heads who talk sports betting, thinking that they can succeed because they know the sport, they know the players, and tons of newfound gambling experts coming out of nowhere. But they somehow never really seem to talk about the one thing that only truly matters in this space, and that is price. Price, price, price. So I've been a nice guy on this podcast, really, for the first 128 episodes. I think that's about to change a lot, and at least a bit, because I've asked myself recently where I want to take this podcast, and, and I'm challenging myself to find a way to make this more entertaining while still providing you know the same valuable no BS info that I've, that I've done on here for the past four and a half years. But really, um, I realize that sometimes it's, it's hard to marry those two, because people at the end of the day, they really just want picks. I mean, the mo- most people do, most people that aren't taking this seriously, um, but you know, for me, I just I want to help you guys improve your betting, make you more knowledgeable, and while being entertaining at the same time. And that's going to be tough to do. But what I can promise you is that I will always be truthful and honest. I'll continue to be truthful and honest about how I feel on everything. And I'm still going to give out plays. You know, I'm still going to, you know, be dishing out where I see value on the betting boards. And um, if you're able to get it, I mean, obviously price is always going to be the the focus on that. But if you're if you're here just for picks, thinking that's going to help you get rich quick, then this is not the podcast for you, and you're in for a world of hurt if you think that there's one available anywhere else. My aim is to teach you how to fish. It always has been. And the best thing 
you know, about my experience in the industry over the past few years is it's introduced me to all of the best and brightest minds in the space. Um, and I, I really look forward to bringing on a lot of those people on here uh, to share their wisdom with you. I've had some fantastic guests here over the years, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to bringing on more, especially since I've, I've been fortunate enough to meet so many awesome people the past few years, whether it's on the betting side, the booking-making side, the product side, you know, media side, compliance, payments, even regulators and lawmakers. I'm really excited to share these different perspectives with you. So that's something I'm going to be looking to do um, as well. And making the, the episode shorter. I think that's really like something, you know, more digestible. So that's my aim. I'm always looking for feedback, but as I continue this thing, I'm really going to try and keep them shorter, sweeter, hopefully a little more entertaining and, and even more evergreen on some stuff, but uh, always looking to evolve because, you know, just like embedding, you have to be able to evolve. You can't be stuck in your ways. Otherwise you're going to get uh, left in the dust. So that's where I'm going to be taking this the next few episodes of the podcast. And the next episode, I will be diving in uh, to how you can win at sports betting without a model and really any form of, of number crunching whatsoever. So I'm looking forward to that one. That'll be the next episode. All right. We've got Super Bowl 57 this Sunday, Chiefs and Eagles. The Eagles are consensus one and a half point favorites, and the consensus total is 51 at the time I record this on Saturday morning. Um, in terms of the line move, lines opened up obviously um, uh, right after the NFC and AFC championship games on, on Championship Sunday, uh, almost two weeks ago. And the market making books actually opened Chiefs as slight favorites. I know Circa opened Chiefs minus two and a half, and you saw money really quickly come in on the Eagles and flip the favorite, and uh, and Eagles settle out as you know one and a half point favorites where we're at now. The total opened around forty nine that night. I even saw forty eight and a half at FanDuel. Quickly got bet up to uh, to fifty and a half, fifty one. Um, over the course of the next week and a half, and now we're sitting at that 51 number, which is actually a, a key number uh, for a total in the NFL, 51, a lot more games than 51. So um, the truth of the matter is this is as sharp of a side and total market as you could possibly get into. I mean, it's, it's the Super Bowl. It's the most efficient market out there. Uh, so you're not going to be getting any any value. No, these, these games are not off by a point. You're sorely mistaken if you think they are. But uh, you know, a lot of people out there are going to they're going to have their money on on Chiefs or Eagles, and you know if they Chiefs win by seven, ten, fourteen, or Eagles win by seven, ten, fourteen, they're going to think they had the right side and everything. No, in reality, it was a coin flip. If you played this game out a hundred times, this line's right where it should be, totals right where it should be, and uh, and that's that. But I know you want my lean um, on the game, and, and my lean is is on the way of the Chiefs. If I had to bet it right now, I would be taking the Chiefs, and and I do have Chiefs. I was I scooped up Chiefs money line uh, the night of the opener. Um, after it moved, I got Chiefs money line at plus 120, plus 115 at the open. I was also able to get some exposure on the Chiefs plus three at minus 125 at a couple spots, um, but nowhere near as much as I would have liked uh, just due to the lower limits at the time. I know I know the Camby books were were hanging hanging that uh, on that opening Sunday night. I was not able to get down myself in the Camby books, but I know they were offering it. Uh, but you, you saw that tick back, and and I really do think that. Um, that you know, this line's going to close the Eagles as slight favorites. But if you're looking to bet the Chiefs, I would get in now. I do think that the Chiefs will probably uh, you'll see a little bit of a move on, onto the Chiefs, if anything. Um, but we're talking like you know pennies here right now. If you're if you're looking to bet on the Eagles, maybe wait until right before kickoff. Maybe unless you're like near Philly, or where there's local bias. And for the total, if you're looking to get in on the over and you haven't bet it yet, I would definitely bet it sooner. Um, 
and I, I did. I, I have over 40, 49 uh, in pocket myself, and I even added some at 50.5, which is rare for me. I usually am not betting overs in Super Bowls, but that, that's my lean. Um, I certainly wouldn't bet the over at 51, but if you're looking to bet it, I would definitely get in now. If you're looking to bet the under, you know, conversely, I would wait until right before kickoff. Um, I would really be surprised to see it get up to 52 or north of 52, but you might see 51.5s pop somewhere um, just with the influx of public money coming in, especially at you know the more square books right before kickoff. So over, bet now. If you're looking to bet the under, uh, wait until right before kickoff. But the Super Bowl side in total, you know, they may be virtual coin flips, and, and, but that does not mean that there's not a lot of value on Super Bowl props. And the market's it's really gotten a lot sharper in recent years, especially since a lot of these props, um, I think the difference between this year and, and really and last year too probably uh, versus previous years is a lot of these props that people you know are, are accustomed to only betting in the Super Bowl have actually been up throughout the course of the year. I mean, the for all the issues with regulation, one of the positives is the regulated books, you know, the DraftKings Fandals of the world do offer a lot of props uh, throughout the course of the season. And, and they've kind of learned, you know, what, what numbers are, you know, are good to hang in, which ones they're going to get pounded on. So you're not seeing the same value on these as maybe you were in, in previous years, but um, it's still, it's, there's still so many props out there. And, and, and with the record amount of people betting, there's just so much more public money that comes in and can create value in so many markets. So where does the value lie? At a high level, it's usually on betting on things not to happen. And this is something I've discussed in previous years. Just at a high level, you know, the, the public wants to bet on, on what they want to see. And scoring, overs, something that's going to make the game more exciting to watch. So you know, betting the under and the no is where you want to be looking because the public can drive up those those overs and those yeses and you know these exciting things they want to see and create a discount on some of these uh some of these ones where you're really just rooting against human performance for the most part but that's not to say you should be blindly betting on every single player prop under right before kickoff i mean definitely not um and there's definitely some players though that you can probably find some value fading um, an inflated line on 30 minutes before the game kicks off. So a couple in particular that I'm eyeballing and obviously haven't fired on yet is Mahomes under passing yards. Um, it's moved up from the 280s already to, I think we're looking at 294.5, 295.5 as I record this on Saturday. I'm looking for a buy price on the under in the 300s. If we could, you know, might even get up to like 305.5, but call it good at really at anything over 300 or better. Uh, taking Mahomes under his passing yards prop. Kelsey, um, receiving yards under, call that one good. At, I think we're at 79.5 right now as I record this, but wait for that to tick up. But call that good at 85.5 or better. Uh, maybe reduce the position at you know, 83, 84.5 on Kelsey's receiving yards under. Um, that's a tough one to, to to grin and bear it with. But remember, like Cooper Cup last year, he was lined his receiving yards prop uh, got inflated and throughout the course of Super Bowl Sunday, it closed 109.5. And he finished in the low 90s with his receiving yards, and he was still Super Bowl MVP. But you cash the under on his receiving yards prop. Doesn't mean it's going to happen this year. Doesn't mean you should unload the barrel on on Kelsey under this year. But you can rest assured that that line is going to be uh, probably you know, five, ten yards higher than than it should be. Um, I also like under this one's not as much human performance, but under five and a half total sacks. You're going to have to lay it there, but and really the Chiefs to get more sacks than the Eagles. At, at plus money, I like that a lot because I think a lot of people in the public don't tend to understand that uh, that 
that sacks is as much of a, a quarter. It's more of a quarterback stat than anything else than, than the defensive or offensive line. And, and no one's better at avoiding sacks than Pat Mahomes. I know he's, you know, there's some question marks on him being banged up a little bit, but um, Jalen Hurts, um, when you look at, you know, he's obviously he's going to be more prone to getting sacked. And if, if this also goes a little bit with my game handicap, I guess a little bit too, you know, if the chiefs are up, um, there's more of a chance that they're that the Eagles are going to be in predictable passing downs, and and uh, you probably get get a nice edge there. But the Chiefs at plus money there, I think, is is a good look, and and under five and a half total sacks um, in that game in the game as well. For an over that I like, I do like playing Jarek McKinnon over nineteen and a half receiving yards. So that was available on DraftKings uh, this morning when I was looking. That's a good look, I think. Um, just for the simple fact, you, know, you hear some talking heads talk about this. Kansas City is more likely to do a dink and dunk. Um, passes you know just because it's hard to get big plays on that on that philly defense um so it's foreseeable that the chiefs are going to do a little more dink and dunk and and Jarek mckinnon i think it's it's a spot where you could see a little bit of value there just because he was lined in those i mean this prop was lined in the 30s just a few weeks ago and i think people tended to overreact to just the recent performances so that's probably a good look there not gonna go crazy on that one though um in terms of the no bets that i'll be on super bowl sunday i mean every year it's no safety no overtime, you know, you're getting a discount on those. Still not fun, like laying, you know, minus 600 on something because it does lose, you know, it's like, but, you know, if it loses one year and, and you win 10 years laying minus 600, you're, you're well in the profit. You just got to be able to manage the bankroll. Um, so a lot of those no's at, at, at discount, you know, where you're laying it, but at a discounted price, those are usually good to go, but obviously shop around for the best price. Um, one yes that I like that I've touched on in recent years, that's one I play pretty much every year. And that one's still mispriced, I think. It's it especially on Super Bowl Sunday, is the yes on will there be three unanswered scores by one team. Look for this one at minus one sixty or better. I think we're starting to tick down a little bit. I'm seeing some minus one seventy fives, but this happens a lot more frequently than people understand. Um, and a lot of people go up. You know, they see that it's plus money on the no, and it's like, oh, three unanswered scores. That's going to be really difficult, especially with these two offenses. And um, it's easy for people to come to that conclusion, but in reality, teams score three unanswered times all the time. I mean, if you think about it, a team's got to score. So then you just need to score two more times. You get opportunity for back to backs. You know, and in and out of halftime. Um, but there's just, it happens so much more often than people think. So that's one I recommend getting, but wait for that one, you know, minus 160 or better on, on yes, will a team score three unanswered times. And as always shop around for the very best price available. I always say that's the single thing you can do right now to stack the deck in your favor. And not enough people talk about this. I mean, it's, it, it boggles my mind. I, I've heard some people say, oh, I bet exclusively at DraftKings. Like, dude, you just outed yourself by saying that. Get, sign up for as many books as you can. Get the absolute best price available because that is sports betting. I mean, there's people out there who might have the best model in the world or know every fucking thing about every team and every player. That means shit if you don't understand price and the value of the point uh, and, and, and shopping for the best number. So that's something I'll be diving into in greater detail in future weeks. I can feel it all the way down in my plums getting all swollen. All right, that's going to do it for this special return episode of the Doggy Juice Pod. Be sure to follow the pod on Twitter and Instagram at Doggy Juice. And you can find me on Twitter at Michael Roselli, R-O-S-E-L-L-I. As I mentioned earlier, next episode, I'm going to tell you how you can win long-term at sports betting without a model. And I'm actually going to discuss two different ways you can win at this thing, the top-down approach and the bottom-up approach. Looking forward to it. I think a lot of you already know what that is, um, but... I'll be going into more detail on what, what those are like and, and uh, 
and how you can do it. And, and if you're not familiar, you will be soon enough. I'm really happy to be back again. Thank you, really, like, thank you so much for listening. Doing this is seriously so much fun, and and um, I really appreciate everyone's support. Uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. Let's cash some tickets, baby. I'll talk to you all again soon. Doggy Juice.